Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Figure, figure. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they sink sardines. I'm Richard Keyes. I'm Andy Gray. Nothing else. It's an accurate start, there you go. which makes a change. You <laughs> if you're with us for the first time, thank you for joining. If you are a regular, thank you for being so. Um, if you subscribe, uh, and you can follow us on Insta and Twitter at Keys and Grey Pod. Spell it out, all of it. Keys and A N D Grey Pod. Um, you'll know going forward when the next episode is available. Usually Saturday mornings, pre-recorded Friday, which today gives us one or two little issues because we can't be specific about what's happening ah, with thanks. the FA Cup. Mm. But I know you've got general thoughts on this um, that fly in the face of popular Did opinion. It? Yes. Why? Um, well, we're, we're, we're right now in the middle of a pandemic. That we could, are. That, that, that in the UK couldn't be probably worse. Agreed. Um, and... I just think in these extraordinary circumstances... Hold on, before you offer any thoughts on that subject, may I just point out this article that I'm looking at in The Sun today? And I hate saying that. I know you did. Because I hate reading it. And I don't buy it. Well, I I, I, I don't... (laughs) She had just said a tabloid. But I look at it because others do, Andy, and Mm. on that basis, um, I I need to, but I I hate it. Anyway, um, COVID is... Speeding up the demise of the FA Cup, you don't see Premier League clubs forfeit three points. No, you don't. But the difference between a Premier League fixture and an FA Cup fixture is um, the games that Aston Villa have got to rearrange. I think it's Newcastle and City, Man City, for different reasons, but Newcastle definitely for COVID-19 reasons. So they could play that game, Richard, in April. They could play that game in May. You cannot... 
play an FA, have an FA Cup tie scheduled for the third round of the FA Cup at the beginning of January and play it in March. No. It's just not going to work. Do we care anymore about the FA well, Cup? Well, yes, we care. I, I care. But maybe it's just because I'm old and I'm a traditionalist. Traditionist? Traditionalist. Traditionalist. Yes, traditionalist. And I do. Say it, say it again. Tra- traditionalist. <laughs> I just, I love the FA Cup because I played in it so many times and I won it. And, and and I know the history of the FA Cup. But it was different. It was different. I agree with you. So, but that's not the that's not the issue for me as to how the importance of it. It's quite simply this. These are unique circumstances. It's a season that we hope we'll never see the likes of again. So we have to make difficult decisions. And we have to do things we don't like. And I, I've said to you all along, for me, the FA Cup should have been suspended this year. And... They should have concentrated. Suspended or cancelled? Cancelled. Suspended, cancelled. Okay, well, let's get specific, because those two words are very different meanings. I get that. Cancelled. You can't suspend it, because you're never going to play it. What about those teams that have played in it? What about the small clubs that rely on it for income? income? Whether it be TV income or or other. But they're they're having to cope with no fans, which is the the, the bedrock of their income. Uh, they, they, They... don't have a fan. They haven't had a fan. Not in if the I'm grounds. marine. If I'm marine and I'm on television, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at 180,000 pounds. That, I, I that, that keeps that. my club afloat for oh. five years. Okay, so what happens if six, eight uh, Tottenham players go down with COVID after the game? Uh, then I feel a responsibility of sorts if I'm at marine, but it's not going to bother me too much. No, it's not going to bother you going forward. But it's going to bother football. Yes, it's going to bother football. What the? See, the Premier League have set up this so-called bubble. Okay, that surrounds the Premier League clubs, although some of the boys have been naughty. We know that. Um, so they've set up this bubble that is really under threat this weekend, I think. Really under threat. I, 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 you because say some of the boys have been naughty. No, some of the boys, Andy, have been thoughtlessly selfish. Um, we only okay. know... We, That's another way of putting it. <laughs> they have. We only know of a certain number yes, because they've exposed themselves. Yeah. But they won't be the only of ones. Of course they're not. They really won't. And... No, there'll be, there'll be other ones with more sense who say, listen, we're having a little party here, but whatever you do, nothing goes no, on social media. No, that's not more sense. That That's equally, that's equally no, selfish. Saying, yes, but it's still, they've got more sense than they put it out in the social media. Yes, but it doesn't help. In The, the, the bigger picture is that if, if, if you are seen to be, as, as footballers are, special mm-hmm. right now, then you have to act as such. Yeah, you cannot you. afford to go around thoughtlessly. Nope infecting and spreading in the in the way that they have been. It is ridiculous. I mean, outside of the Premier League, there are huge issues already of course, in, in, I said in the that Championship said Leagues that as 1 well. and 2. Um, and why it, then combine them? Why take the risk of combining these... A league that's no, supposed I, to be listen. protected. Or, 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 and, and then at a time, Richard, now fine, in the summer, when you know, and the, what, uh, the sun was out in April, May... And the game was cancelled then and it didn't play. That was fine for people. They were outside. They were in the sunshine. They could go in the gardens. You know, they could do things. Um, but now, it's the middle of winter. It's freezing. It's pouring with rain every other day. There's sometimes, well, we're told there might not be any snow in the UK for another 30 years, but <laughs> it'll be snowing somewhere. And they're locked in homes. And one of the things that keeps people going is the fact that there has been fo- Premier League football Every day. I couldn't agree more. Every day. And it's a, it's a bind. It's not a bind. Sometimes half of people like us who work, banging on it, the table. who work on it. Because we are working every day. But we're lucky to be working every day. And that's what I'm saying. So what, what are we going to do? Do we risk taking that away from people whose mental mental health should be a cause for us all? I think the majority all? of footballers would agree. I think there is a minority. But unfortunately, it only requires 
a very small minority to cause problems mm. uh, who selfishly set about wanting to enjoy themselves with no care mm -hmm. about the sort of things that you've just said. I agree with you, but I, I, I fear we are heading for a lockdown. Oliver Dowden, Culture Secretary, I mean, please, I can't believe I've mentioned him either, um, has, has warned football, be careful. because yes. so, so Sean Dyche here, I, 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 this hasn't yet got traction. It, it will, I it think. Will, right. Vaccination is the way forward, says Sean. I appreciate some people will say, why should footballers get vaccinated? But 20 Premier League clubs would say 100 people vaccinated. The payback to the NHS would be considerable. He's got a point. Mm -hmm. He has got a point. I think it's a really difficult one. Uh, if you form an opinion one way or the other, um, somebody will find it, and somebody will come up with Sean and say, "What makes you think that footballers should be vaccinated, and so and so should well, be vaccinated?" Well, of course, but then then stop and and think on, because as he goes on to say, if you vaccinate, you don't need to keep testing, and that money could be used for a much better mm -hmm. cause, while football would stay a competitive industry rather than one that might end up skewed because of players missing games. That that's not so much the issue. No, for me. it's for me. I, I I I think the saving of 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 the money that's required to buy the tests or those tests could sensibly be used elsewhere. I think I think he's got a point. I don't think we should immediately dismiss this and no. say how very selfish. Uh, I, I, I don't think it is that. I don't well, think no, it is that. Sean Dyche is not like that anyway, Richard. No. Dyche is nothing like that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do that without having thought this through um, and, and given his opinions on that. I, I Listen, I might be being selfish, but I really do think we should do everything we can um, to keep the league going. I'd, I'd hate to think it would, we would have to have a circuit breaker in, but after this weekend... I think after these games are played against these lower league sides who who were not 100% sure whether the testing's been good, whether it's accurate, whether how many have got it, what the bubbles have been like, if any. And and we're risking uh, the Premier League then being not decimated. Well, yeah, decimated it could actually. It could end up decimated. Very much so. Um, so well, look, I think, uh, that's, I, a, I, I think I, that's a risk to... Give you as, as an example the Women's Super League, which is counting the cost of Christmas trips to Dubai, mm. made by three Arsenal internationals and four Manchester City players. Now, I, I don't want to be a prophet of doom or, 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 or spread scare stories, but I do think there'll be a price to pay for those that have recklessly spent their Christmas mm. and New Year in Dubai. It's like the Wild West there, Andy. You mm. and I know, living in Qatar here, mm. that, that every precaution is taken to mm -hmm. protect mm -hmm. those of us that live here. Mm -hmm including this outrageous suggestion that's been floated in the UK that people arriving in the country should be tested before they actually get to the borders of the UK and maybe go into lockdown when they get there. You mean like we've been doing here for nine months? Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. <yeah. laughs> well, I, funny enough, I was playing, I think, I don't know if it was you, but when we were playing golf on Thursday, I think I was talking to Nigel De Jong, DJ, about this. And we were talking about UK, he's obviously, because he was there and played with City, he's... He sees all the headlines coming out. He said, what's the problem, Andy? I said, well, I said that part of the problem is from day one, they've never tested anyone on arrival into the UK. And he went, you're kidding. But you know, the bigger problem than that is the Daily Mail. Huh? And and it's ridiculous. I thought you liked the Daily Mail. Not at all. <laughs> is it up there with the sun? <laughs> well, they have the same views. <laughs> but one, one is owned, of course, by the mastermind behind this week's events in the States. But don't get me on that. No. Um, no, their ridiculous attitude that it is an imposition, that, that we're giving up freedoms if we have to wear, heaven forbid, people should be thoughtful enough to wear a mask and protect others mm. from themselves. Mm -hmm. In the UK, they've had that totally wrong. We wear a mask to stop ourselves getting infected. No, you don't. You wear a mask to help others. 
you might be infected, you might be asymptomatic. Just think, but they don't. Uh, it's an imposition, say the Daily Mail. I mean, yeah. please, they're paying the price, mm. sadly. They're paying the price of, of, of just being dismissive. Uh, I mean, I, I, I look at this, another little tale from John Cross in his column today. BBC local radio has a cult following among football fans. Yeah, it does. Um, they provide biased commentary. Oh, right. <laughs> For and on Did behalf really? of their... Well, all the way back to BRMB. Oh, local radio. Tony ah, Butler. Yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony Butler. Butler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tony yeah. in the days when he used to have his villa Tom Ross playing what's going to be RMB. Right, but, but even better than that. I mean, I've sat with Tony many mm. times where... We lived in a different world, and information was hard to come by. Yeah. So he would get a call from the match reporter to say, Hello, Tone, Villa have scored. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. And then he would go to his, he would go to his Villa theme tune, dun, 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 whatever it was. And, it's worked again. It's worked his magic. Villa have scored. <laughs> <laughs> that was all part of the magic in those days. David Icke, a typical grey leap, a typical grey header, a typical grey goal. <laughs> I remember all these things. But anyway, BBC bosses have ordered a crackdown and stopped local stations from travelling all over for fear of catching the virus and bringing it back to the studios. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. I'm surprised it's taken that long mm -hmm. to think about that. A BBC Radio Norfolk and Leicester have both put up pictures or posts about them having to stay behind and do commentaries from the TV. Oh, you mean... Just like it's no. been done at TalkSport exactly. and many other outlets for years, for years, and, years. and years. Oh, and and by, by the way, TV as well. Yeah. I mean, all these commentaries don't come necessarily always from site. How many commentaries oh, have you off done? Tube, as off call tube, as we call it. Off tube, as we call it. Where you sit in a little booth with a co-commentator watching a t TV screen. Um, I've done plenty, thankfully. A lot fewer than a lot of other people because yeah. I was normally on site, thank goodness, when I was doing that. But, uh, oh, yeah. And it's, it's a difficult uh, operation, that, because you're only seeing what's on the TV, whereas mm. when you're there, you see the whole picture. You can be looking to your right to see what's happening there. You can be looking to your left off screen. Whereas if you're sitting with a little TV, all you can commentate on is what's in front of you. Uh, it's a much more difficult skill. If the pictures go, shut up. Yes. Because you will blow the myth that you're not there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, oh, we've lost, we've lost commentary. Right. <laughs> In line with a um, conversation I'd like to continue with our guest today, oh. um, I want to run this past you. Go on. Uh, Andy Morrison, who used to play for Manchester City, now the manager of Connors Key, big mate of Big Sam's, played for him, I believe, at Blackpool. Uh, headline here, Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola would struggle to turn West Brom around, but Sam Allardyce can. Now, I sat looking at that this morning and I thought, th that's in line with many of the thoughts that I have... Mm -hmm shared or argued with or, or mm -hmm. on occasions agreed with you about. Ancelotti, I think he could. Mm -hmm. I think he could. Mm -hmm. He's an organiser. Yeah, he's, and, and, and the Italian psyche uh, through the years that Ancelotti grew up was always yeah. organisation, defensive stability and strength and then what from there. Yeah, yeah. Mourinho, I think he could. Mm. I don't think he'd want to. No. But I think he could. Yeah, he could. It's organisation. He's a, he's a, you know, he is a, he is a super organiser. He's the number one. Van Gaal. Mm. No. Struggle. No? Struggle, I think. Fraudier. Sorry, I always say that, don't I? Um, quite. <laughs> I can't believe that. One of the most successful coaches in world football. And when he wins the Champions League without Messi, <laughs> I will not call him Fraudier anymore. Okay. 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 So, and when he's when he talks to people rather than talks down to people, <laughs> I will pay him the same respect. Okay. okay. So, Guardiola. Mm. Why do we all think that Guardiola couldn't? 
Do we? Do we all think you can? Ask the question. You think, do, you do you think Guardiola could go in at West Brom and keep them up? Wow. What's a, what's a question you hit me with on a Friday morning? <laughs> do I, I mean, the simple answer would be for me just to sit here and say, yes, I think he probably could. But... But you wouldn't believe that. No, to be so. no, I'd need to. I'd need to be convinced. Whereas, I, I could sit here and say, could Sam Allardyce do it? Yes, organize a team that's as poor as West Brom and get them, scrap them enough points to stay up. Yes, he could. Uh, as we've talked about the others, we thought. I think even Klopp is probably of that mindset, but he could go in there. Agreed, and probably do that. But I don't know. I don't know with Pep. Pep Pep's skills are about creating, why did, why, entertaining. Why did you say Klopp and then follow that up with did Pep? I? Sorry, forgive we, me. We don't sorry, call him Jürgen, do no, we? Sorry, Jürgen. Let's yeah. call him, let's agree to agree, we'll yeah. call him Guardiola. Okay, well, and Guardiola's skills seem to be um, much more of the uh, flamboyant attacking possession-based football. Well, that's, that's great if you've got players who can do that, mm. but West Brom don't. So... Could he then organise a side? Could he turn West Brom players into Manchester City players in six months? Could he? Well, no, no. Ever? Well, I don't know. Not ever. six months. Not six months. No. I mean, you only have you. Look, you have to look at Leeds. They came up and uh, title winner, three-time Premier League winner. We'll introduce you to him shortly. Yeah. They came up. Leeds came up with a with a, a way of playing football with players who, if you looked around, and took them at face value. They wouldn't get in many top six sides in the country, would they? Maybe Bamford. Maybe the kid in midfield. But not many. Not many, no. Okay. Not many. Not many. Saying, but I think one or two is, would. But what I'm saying is, Richard, he's come up with that, but he's been there three years. Mm. It's taken him three years to get there. Now look at their, in the in the Premier League. Uh, have they got the worst defence? I think they might have the worst defence in the Premier League. They've scored as many goals as they've conceded. That's a, he's he's like a flamboyant manager. He's he more to go on the front foot. intensity than he is... Yes. Craft and guile, though, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he's he's a very rigid in what he does, and and it's taken him three years. These players know exactly what to do under Bielsa now. So if you put Bielsa into West Brom, could he get West Brom up? Who was he? The third best coach in the world voted this year, mm. Marcello Bielsa. Could the third best coach in the world go into West Brom right now and save them? I don't think well, so. Well, you see, this not is enough my point. time. So what makes a super coach? Does it does a super coach arrive at that? elevated stage of a career because he's been winning things with the very best tools that are available? Or is Sam Allardyce, because he can do what few others can, which is breathe life into an, a, a football team almost, almost yeah. at death's door? Yeah, you talk to players who have worked with Sam Allardyce and they all come back and say, this perception of him, about him being a dinosaur and not wanting to play football, not doing this, is, 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 is so wrong, so ahead of his time. He was his young coach and he continues to be at, at the forefront of, of technology uh, and everything that goes around in football, stats, uh, everything. Um, so what makes a great coach, a super coach? Some are, some are fortunate that they are given the best tools to work with. Guardiola, obviously at Barcelona, the best tools. Bayern Munich, the best tools. Manchester City, the best tools. So he's fortunate in that respect. Whereas I think you look at Jurgen Klopp. He came up Mainz, was it he started? Mm -hmm. Worked his way then to Dortmund mm -hmm. and locked horns with Bayern Munich and was, you know, 
they were clubbing each other to death every league, uh, every season. So he earned his right to go there. He worked his way up through. He learnt his craft coming up to put him there. Mourinho, Porto, what he did with Porto was was fantastic to win the, the Champions League as it was then. And then got the gifts at Chelsea. You know, he was given a really good squad that had finished second. It was added to. Um, but I think I think Mourinho has elevated himself. He's definitely in there. Um, so you, you need luck. Fergie, you'd have to say Fergie was a super coach. Have to. But he's worked his way up from the likes of St Mirren, Falkirk, was it? St Mirren, Aberdeen, bad United side. And look where he took that, 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 that club, that team, those teams, because he made a few of them. That's a super coach. Now... Can I throw another one in? Go on. Chris Wilder. Yes. I mean, what Chris has done with Sheffield United, biggest belief. Northampton, 100 points yeah. plus. Yeah. Um, I mean, every club he's been at, he, yeah. he's... All right, they're bottom right now. And... and, and uh, Which is Sheffield United. With nothing. Yes, granted. And and many times you've said, in adversity, you find out more about yourself. Yes, you do. And 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 I did text him the other day, and I used that line. I said, and Andy at this point would say, and and you know he was hugely appreciative of that because I think it probably struck a chord with him. Mm. Um, He'll be learning more about himself and his club and his players. But to take Sheffield United as he did into the Premier League, mm-hmm. and then not just establish it, but become something yeah. that teams didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. So, do we too easily attach the label of super coach to those that win? Listen, when he came up last year. Chris, and he took his team to where he took them, and who knows where they had finished, where they would have finished without the pandemic interrupting the season, because they never quite picked up after it. No, right? no. So who knows where they might have finished? But that's what he was doing for three quarters of the season is better than what Marcello Bielsa is doing with Leeds. Yeah, because he's yeah. Had, he had more points by now. Yeah, he was higher up the league. He was in the top six most of the three quarters of the season. He was in the top six, seven, eight, dropped a little. Look at Bielsa getting all the plaudits for the way he's playing and their bottom half of the table. Um, hugely entertaining. I love watching them. I love watching them. <clears throat> they are a breath of fresh air. But would that would that get you success? Will that win you a Premier League title? I, I, I don't think so. Would Sam Allardyce, Chris Wilder, I was going to throw Claudio Ranieri in there for good reason. We're about to uh, discuss him. Um, would, these guys, would, would Sam have success with a big club? Well, you ask Sam that, he will say undoubtedly yes. No, I asked you. I'd have to say yes. I think if you give um, a, an intelligent man, an a, a, a experienced coach who knows football inside out, which Sam Allardyce does, you gave him um, the tools to work with at the top, top level, would he make a success of it? I, I think he really would make a success of it because mm. I think he would combine what he's learnt from scrapping it and locking horns. I mean, what he did at Bolton was extraordinary. Well, some of the players that he, extraordinary. he coached and managed. This is what I'm saying. This is why people, uh, um, uh, annoys me when people go on about Allardyce, he's just this. Look at that. You, you, you're right. The, the people that he had there, the players that he had Yuri there. George Kayef and, and Campo. Um, so many, many really good players. Nicholas Anelka went to Bolton and played for Sam. Mm. You know, these players don't go and play for Hiero. somebody. Hiero, yes. I mean... <laughs> It was just, he did an unbelievable job Well, let's there. extend this. Our guest today, a three-time Premier League winner, twice at Chelsea, um, um, famously at Leicester. Mm-hmm. 
under Claudio Ranieri. Yeah. Who's been around the block a few times. Absolutely. And has, it's still going. Has, has he earned, it's still going, Sampatoria. Sampatoria. As Paul Elliott would yeah. say. Um, has he earned the label of super coach? And how on earth did he take ragtag and bobtail yeah. and win a Premier League title? I have no idea. Our guest is the German international centre-back. I'm really looking forward to spending yeah. time with him again. Robert Huth. Robert, my friend, good morning. How good are morning, you? Good morning, Beckman. Good, yeah, good morning. Yeah. How's everyone? How's everyone? Um, uh, sehr gut. Uh, sehr, sehr gut. Sehr gut, danke. Sehr, yeah, sehr gut. Yeah, yeah. Sehr gut. Well, me, your German has improved since last time I saw you. Let me tell you a story, Andy. Uh, yes. Real time, uh-huh. it's 9 a.m. UK. Right. So I spoke to Rob this week. I yeah. said, can you join us? He said, yes. But would you, would, could you, could we use WhatsApp? Because the phone doesn't work very well at home. Yes. I've just realized in the message you just sent me was, yeah, 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 phone will work. I'll go downstairs. What he was looking to do yes. was join us from his bed, not bothering his backside to get up, make the effort to go downstairs. You and there we kids. go. <laughs> I can't believe that. You're, uh, you're exactly right as well. But I'm standing by the window now. So I've got oh, no. Oh, so. yes. Goodness <laughs> me. Fully clothed, I hope. <laughs> Uh, apologies, uh, Mrs. Smith. It was our fault. Yes, yes. Apologies <laughs> to the neighbours. <laughs> no problem. Get me out of bed anyway. That's a good thing. Rob, we were just discussing super coaches, yeah. and obviously Claudio came up. Uh, I, I mean, and I said to Andy, how on earth did he take ragtag and bobtail, uh, an, an old uh, English schools programme, yeah. in case you don't know. Um, how, how did he take that group at Leicester to a title win? Does, does, he, does he deserve the label super coach? Um, I don't know about that. I mean, he had a fantastic career, no doubt. But the sort of thing that happened at, at Leicester certainly was the setup behind the scenes. Um, you know, was was second to them. Uh, was up there with the best I've had. You know, we had Craig Shakespeare as an assistant, who pretty much did everything um, from day one. Um, even when Nigel Pearson was there, he sort of did loads of his work, his setup. Um, he planned the, the, the weeks, the months of training. Um, and Claudio sort of just fitted in as a, as a figurehead when he first came in. Um, not to take anything away from sort of his man management skill, but the, the, the club was already set up. Set up, if that makes sense. So, do you think um, you could have won that, Robert, without Craig Shakespeare? I think he was massive for us, um, both as a person um, and as a coach. Um, you know, he kept kept us level headed. He kept us pushing on. Mm-hmm. I've even given more credit for the time that we're sort of struggling with relegation. You know, it's, it's very easy sometimes to sort of accept your fate and and sort of just plot through the season and get relegated. But he, he, he never let it go. Um, but just to answer your question, I don't think we would have done that. I think he, he played a massive part in it. Yeah. Do you think, looking, I mean, it's a daft question in many ways, Rob, but was staying up almost as satisfying mm-hmm. or more so than winning the title? For me, it was, yeah. Yeah, because only, I mean, I've, I've played in, in, in teams where we've been in better sort of league positions, but the, the sort of atmosphere was a lot worse than it was at Leicester. Um, and at one point, I, I, can't, I don't remember the extra sort of point point difference, but, you know, we looked all back down. Oh, you um, were gone, yeah, yeah. 
And um, I'm sure you've probably said it on your program <laughs> that we would have been relegated. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, that was just an amazing achievement. You know, it's, like I said, people give up in sport and I've seen it. I've seen it, other players do it and, uh, you know, in games where it goes against them. It's very, very easy to have an excuse and just, you know, say it wasn't all year or the referee was against us and all this sort of nonsense. But, you know, that was an amazing achievement. And then we even finished at a decent sort of league position, if mm, you look at it. Yeah. I think it's I can guarantee you, Rob, I can guarantee you, we said more times they're down than we did they're going to win it. Well, I never said once they were going to win it. (laughs) Until they did. (laughs) 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 Rob, let me ask, answer me this. What on earth made you think that moving to Leicester um, and the turn of that year when they were looked all but dead and buried, what made you think that was a good career move? (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, I didn't have a choice. Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not. I wasn't a flair player. There weren't many clubs sort of, you know, cleared up to sign me. That's the sort of the honest truth of it, right. really. Um, I had a choice of going to the Championship or going to Leicester, and that was it, really. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a conscious <laughs> choice by myself. I just fancy playing in the Premier League. I was only, I think, I was 30, 31 or just yeah. turning thirty-one that season, and I thought, you know. Give it another go, but <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't a choice of mine. It was either that don't, or don't, to come to the I mean, don't, and... don't downplay your contribution no, or, or or what you took to a team. I mean, you 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 played you you've watched Mourinho work firsthand. You played for Joachim Love for goodness sake. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, on on that point, why has he never taken a, a club job? Do you think Love? I think he's very comfortable uh, with the German FA. Um, I think the workload is a lot easier being a national coach. Um, initially obviously worked under Klinsmann as well so you've got loads of sort of experience in terms of of being um, a number two so he knew how to hire a number two for, for the big occasion uh, don't forget we got to the you know to the finals of the Euros semi-finals of the World Cup and then finally winning it uh, 2014 so he's got loads of experience but I think the key key for him is you know he just but now he's got brilliant assistants. Uh, you know, Hansi Flick was was there with him when they won the World Cup and got to all the semi-finals and finals. And he's obviously going to do brilliant things with Munich now. But I think there's a difference in terms of of managing a, a national team. You know, just like like I just mentioned, the workload. You, you know, you got a really short time of of space to work with players. You get to pick the best players, which is not always the case at a at a at a club level. And man- management. You know, you you sort of have two weeks away international break you know every player knows that knows the deal they have to win two games to qualify it's very sort of it's an easier setup than a than a than a club level for me Robert do, do I get the impression that you you think that part of being a, a great coach a super coach isn't just about having the best players it's so vitally important that you get your right number two yeah I mean the number two needs to take everything, doesn't he? He needs to take the praise. He needs to get the, yeah, you know, the the, the abuse of the players yeah, without yeah. getting involved. That's such a key moment. I mean, the the, the, the abuse I've shouted at number twos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been you know, there. They, they I've been never, there. Really, I know what that feels like. They should never really pick up the phone to me. But, um, <laughs> it, it's just like by the by the end of the training was gone. It was all forgotten. But had I said anything like that to the manager, <laughs> you know, my my. Um, my frustrations and all that sort of stuff, I would have probably just been sacked there and then. Um, but yeah, it's vital that the, 
it needs to be the right chemistry for sure. I want to come back to that. But before then, uh, probably the most significant question of the day. Did you ever see Love pick his nose or scratch his bollocks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, scratch his bollocks, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Uh, not in person, I haven't anyway, but yeah, picking his nose, I think it's one of those nervous reactions you do when no, you're under pressure, isn't it? No, <laughs> doesn't make for good viewing, does it? No. Look, you, you, you say you'd have got sacked for the views and the thoughts that you had. See, I, I, I see that differently. I think that that's probably your frustrations, your anger, your thoughts, your contributions. That's what drove Leicester to a title. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, we're all massively driven individuals um, at, at Leicester or at any club. But I think my point was, it's the way you delivered your frustrations rather than Fair point. <laughs> um, yeah. your frustration. You know, there's a way of doing it. And I think sometimes when you when you lost a game and you feel, you know, you feel injusted by or whatever, you, you just need to let it out, basically. And the manager isn't the best place for that, you know. Yeah. It's, Certainly if he's five it's, inches it's, smaller than you and you're towering <laughs> over him. No, that's not good. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. but, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just need to let, let rip and just yeah. get it all out and call people all sorts of names and then it's all done with. But yeah, the manager isn't the place. I think that for me anyway, I've been going up as the manager was the sort of hierarchy of the top of the hierarchy. So yes, yes, yes. Respect. For me, I always, I always, I'm with you. There's a respect there that school teachers and police officers and and and, and hierarchy should should have. But who who were the others in that dressing room, Rob? That that you could rely on knowing that, that you would get 110% weekly and, could, and the same I could attitude? Guess some of them. I could guess some of them, I think. Yeah, I could, but maybe there's a no. quiet one somewhere that I we didn't guess. expect. Yeah. Who, 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 were the, uh, who were the forceful characters, um, whether it be noisily I mean, or from behind the scenes? Um, obviously, Casper was massive for us, um, both vocally and, and in terms of performances. Um, and I think in terms of reliable performances, probably um, Uloa that didn't really get that recognition because obviously Vardy scored all the goals, Okazaki sort of yeah. um, played a massive part in winning it. But when Vardy, certainly towards the end of the season, when Vardy got injured and, and, and Leo had to play, you know, he turned up. Yeah, he you know, he, he dispatched the penalty in the last minute, 93rd minute against West Ham. Um, when we were winning 1-0 and we just needed someone to come on and hold the ball up. I mean, he... You couldn't wish for a more reliable uh, player and person. Uh, really, sort of down to down to earth, um, and just did his job. You know, as, sometimes uh, you know, as players, we we want to do sort of the fancy stuff and get get recognised. But he was he knew his job, um, and he was very very good at it. So we're, we're talking Ujoa, aren't we? Yeah, Rob. We're yeah, talking yeah. Ujoa. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah just to yeah, so people. Yeah, I don't probably pronounced it wrong, but. Um, so he was huge, um, and obviously the obvious ones was Casper, the likes of myself. Wes was massive. Um, Vardy was, you know, yeah. he's a big character in the team. But like I said, um, well, yeah, it, it is more about having the right players than having the best players at, at any position, and that's that's what happened with Leicester. We just had the right players, the right mix, and it just fit at the right time. Do do are you surprised, Wes? I'm, uh, Wes Rob, are you surprised the fact that when Leicester, when you won the title, everyone thought that's it, that's a one-off, it'll never happen again. Leicester, they'll now be top ten, maybe 11, 12, 13. That that'll be as good as it gets. How surprised are you what Brendan Rodgers has mm. done and where he's taken them again? Um, or are I mean, you surprised? Not, are you surprised, not, Rob? 
Um, I am surprised in terms of when we first won the the, the league. Obviously, um, the first couple of transfers we won as well were really poor. Um, I think the first sort of five or six players that we bought they were sold within either six months or twelve months. Yeah. Um, if not, you know, maybe two years later, the longest they stayed. Um, so that was a real learning curve for Leicester because all of a sudden we were in the limelight and we had money to spend and players wanted to come to us and all that sort of stuff. But I think they they bought really, really sort of badly. Um, but am I surprised with Rogers now because I had him at Chelsea when of when course. I was just coming yeah, through. I think and he and um, he was an under 18th, 18th or 19th coach and he was exceptional then. Um, all the, the younger kids that trained it was just like. You know, praising him, his, his, his training, his, his setup. Um, I've trained a couple of times with him when I got bumped from the first team. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I was on the bench of the New American squad, so I, I, I think he's, I think he's brilliant. He's, a, I think he's a top, top, top manager. Um, as, as an important rider to that, not so much are you surprised that he's having success. And, and Andy and I are huge fans, but I always say. Brendan's issues are that perhaps he's a little verbose, flowery. Um, are, are you surprised that Vardy and Schmeichel, who who are not really that type, have actually bought in to what he's doing? I think that's a really straight straight up answer. You know, when you know that someone's doing their job properly and and, and, and doing it right, you buy into it. Mm. Um, and clearly, that's the case there, isn't it? I was the same. Like Casper is a very strong character, so is Vard. Um, but I've, I've both I've spoken to them since he's joined, um, and spoken with Casper not so long ago, and he says they love it. Um, and don't be fooled by his inter by his interviews. Um, by no means is he is he pushover. Yeah. Um, he's got very very high standards. Um, you know, and if you don't do it, like you've seen, he's he's dropped players before. He will drop players. But obviously, when you when you step up step up to the media sort of after the game, you you put on a bit of a brave face. But by no means is he is is a pushover. Can they keep him, Rob? I mean, we, we talk. Sorry? Can they keep him, Leicester? What I'm saying is, um, we're talking about it. Like I think he's done brilliantly wherever he's gone. He's done a fantastic job. He continues mm. to do so at Leicester. So, is Leicester his limit, or will he be happy there? I, I think. Naturally, I think if you're a manager, you want to manage the, the top, top clubs. And at the moment, realistically, without putting Leicester down, they aren't. Uh, on the other side, I mean, where's a better place? You know, they've, they've got the right finances. Um, he's been backed. Um, the club going only up at, at, one, at the moment. Um, so it would take something massive for, for Brendan to leave. Yeah. Um, and who's to say he's not, he's not going to win a cup? Yeah. Or, or something like that. Just sort of, he's got a bit of trophy behind him, just to sort of. Oh, you see, you've get more. You, you know, I'm going to jump on that. Who's to say he's not going to win a cup? So you've you've actually said winning the league again is not possible. <laughs> well, at the moment, you look. At, yeah, <laughs> I mean, realistically, yeah. without realistically, you know, no, absolutely not. They're, they're going to give it a go, and I'm, I'm sure they, I'm sure they will, but. I'd be stupid to say that Leicester's going to win the league with, with Man City, with, with club. By the way, uh, yeah, you would have been more stupid five years ago when you were playing you have said that. That's why I never said it. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the answer to the other question. The other question you posed, where's better? Um, Chelsea? 
for what reason? Well, to, 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 for, for Rodgers to better himself, um, I'm looking around at where. Uh, I think, uh, well, was was offered Arsenal before Arteta said no because he felt he was in a better place. Mm-hmm. Not sure that's still yeah. the case. Not sure Arsenal's coming up. But there is a lot of speculation about the job Frank's doing. I I, I hope Chelsea throw everything behind Lampard. Me too. I really do. But if they didn't, Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think the sponsor windows a massive indication of what Chelsea's future. It's going to be like with Lampard or without, you know, whether they're going to back him again or whether he's going to say, you know, this is it, son, you're going to have to sort of get through it to the end of the season. Um, possibly. I mean, I think with Leicester, it's slightly less less pressure for Brendan in terms of, you know, performances and he can lose a game here and there without being too scrutinised. With Chelsea, it's the opposite, isn't it? They're a massive club now. They, you know, every draw, every loss get analysed. Um, but... I mean, he started at Chelsea. There's, there's no sort of yes. no yes. argument against it, isn't for him to to come back. But again, are there more other sort of yes, there are. Out there that Chelsea would probably go <laughs> yeah. for as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes, there are. Listen, enough about him. What are you up to? I know that uh, England's the base. You said um, why and why have you not got yourself back involved? I work, I'm, I'm, I'm studying in sporting directorship at um, at Salford Uni, which is obviously Manchester way. Really? Great. Um, I, so yeah, I just it's a, it's a two year course, um, and I'm just doing it basically just to because I feel like I have to. Um, I don't just want to get into the game based on on name or anything yeah. like that. I think education is is, is important to me, um, and I've got another six months, and then hopefully after that. Um, I get back into the game. In England, or are you looking at going home? Uh, anywhere. Uh, I mean, I guess can't be choosers, as they say. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a important job, and I think in football you just got to, got to whatever comes your way, got to grab it and, and, and make it work. Um, but, uh, we are easy as a family. I mean, I left here for twenty years now in the UK, so for me, I'm easy. I, I, we can move to Germany, we can move to Qatar, we can move anywhere. We Flexible. You would be um, very welcome here, my friend. You would be very welcome here. Yeah. Rob, I'm going to say thanks for joining us, but, but two questions to go with, right? Go Here's the first. Yeah. What is the best part about being a German? Ooh. My efficiency. Efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Efficiency. Okay. The, the, okay, so inevitably, the other end of the spectrum, what is the worst part about being a German? Oh, I'm sure you can name a few, can't you? Yeah, I can. <laughs> what about <Yeah>. you? <laughs> The worst part, well, is putting the towel down on the (laughs) way down the Sunday. Six o'clock in the morning, is that one of them? I can't believe that was in my mind. That was the (laughs) one. Nick in the sunbed early in the morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great to catch up, Rob. I'm, I'm sorry we can't get you back more more frequently at the minute, but we're all in the same world. Yeah. As hopefully, soon as we can, this year, trust Rob. me, we'll get you back on being sports. You're always very welcome. It's great to talk again. <laughs> he's, he's always such good company. He's a great lad, isn't he? I mean, he's so dry. Yeah. As as I mean. Get into areas here that we don't want to, but no. uh, <laughs> uh, what do we call it? Stereotyping, or um, but but he is German, mm-hmm. isn't he? I mean, he said it himself. Is he efficiency? efficiency. <laughs> I know it's just brilliant. But 
uh, he also has a, a wonderful way about him. Yeah, he Fantastic. Has. See, I had met him really until he came here to Qatar to work with us <laughs> and be in sports. And I, I really enjoyed his company when he was here. It was I'll fantastic. guarantee you, the moment you met him, right, I'll bet going through your mind was, now I know why they want it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The mentality of the boy is uh, huge, strong, strong. Huge he, personality. He, he was the leader of the huge gang, personality, I think, don't yeah. you? Yeah, was, the ones he mentioned, I knew, you know, Casper, Wes, Vardy. Ujoa was a surprise. Ujoa, but they needed that. I went to ask him about Okasaki, but how he took it, because every time he played the little guy, he kept getting taken off. And the, I'd say to you, wouldn't I? Look, 60 minutes, they're getting Okasaki off, <laughs> off now. It was like a 60-minute a, a footballer. Yeah. It was told, go out there and absolutely run your nuts off. And then we'll take you off after 60, 65 minutes. Yeah. I mean, what a contribution he made that day. Or that day, that From season. From previous generation, Mickey Hazard, who who probably got to around about the 60-minute mark and was always hooked. Was Mickey a bit like Chelsea, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, John Hollins was his boss at Chelsea. And John used to talk about having to feed him with Mars bars at halftime <laughs> to keep him going. Good. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, there we go. I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you for your company. Uh, as I've said earlier, if you want to subscribe, uh, we would greatly appreciate that. If you know someone that likes podcasts, um, and wants better than they're currently listening to please steer them in our direction um, we would be delighted about that uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Keys and Grey Pod Keys A-N-D Keys and Grey Pod and we will very much look forward to spending time with you at this time next week correct in the meantime stay safe Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.